Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great day. I am coming to you today from sunny, sun-kissed Santa Barbara. All right, as soon as I finish recording this podcast, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go cottable. All right. Um, endless summer for the Van Deventer family. We left our home in Tuscaloosa just after the 4th of July. Had a few weeks at our house in Tahoe. And now we are staying at um, with my wife's parents in Santa Barbara. Uh, Tahoe was awesome and exhausting. <laughs> As I have talked about on this podcast before, our home in Tahoe is a vacation rental. So it is our home, but it is also a business. And uh, we got there and we're Try to do all these improvements, right? We're trying to fix things, improve things. And we have some pretty significant repairs that we have to do after the massive snowfall that we experienced in Tahoe this past winter. But we're trying to do that. We're trying to keep up with all of our clients, with all of our work. Plus, we are in Tahoe. And we have friends calling us saying, go hiking with me. Let's go mountain biking. Let's go to the beach, to Sand Harbor, to Angora Lakes. It's exhausting, and it's amazing, yes. Not complaining. So we are in Santa Barbara now, but we've removed, okay, we have at least removed the distraction of home improvement. I have no home improvement to do here in Santa Barbara when I am at my in-law's house. Crystal clear waters of Lake Tahoe. And so I'm cranking on work. Cranking on work during the day while my kids are hanging out with their aunts and uncle, a babysitting their little cousin. And then I get to the end of my work day and I go paddleboarding, I go biking, whatever. And it's great. And uh, still have a few weeks left in California before I fly back to Alabama, get back to Tuscaloosa at the end of August, just in time for fall, just in time for football season. And I'm just so thankful. I'm just so grateful. That is gratitude. That is the dominant emotion in my emotion. I feel most consistently, right? Like I just like more than any other emotion. I just feel gratitude all the time. And I feel it the most strongly. And uh, look, I know you could say, yeah, yeah Clark, but your life's amazing. And, oh, that's not what this podcast is about, by the way. 
Um, but here I am, I'm talking about like how amazing our life is and we're in California and I get to go back to Alabama for football season. And it's like, yeah, Clark, of course you can be grateful. Like it sounds, it sounds great. Right. But we've been through tough times, just like I'm sure you, you've been through tough times, but I'm constantly saying this, right. Growing our gratitude muscles. These are muscles that we can grow, we can develop, right? And I think that growing our gratitude muscles is one of the most important things we can possibly do as fundraisers and as nonprofit leaders. So um, work on this, grow your gratitude muscles. What are the things that you do every day to grow your gratitude muscles? And as we grow, our gratitude muscles become, okay, here we go. Thinking our donors becomes easier, right? Okay, so we should thank our donors. But thinking our donors should be easy because we're grateful. Thinks should flow naturally out of us, right? A thank you note, a thank you letter, a gift receipt, uh, right? Like a, a phone call where we're saying thank you. These should all be things that, like the words flow naturally out of us. They are a natural outflow because we are actually grateful. And I feel like I'm beating a dead horse because this is, I mean, I'm just always talking about it. I was on a client call today and we're working on setting up systems to thank and steward donors and we need systems. Right. We have to have systems. We have a system we set up. We'll modify it based upon the organization. But the idea is always seven thank yous within the first month of the first gift to an organization. And that's a system we set up. And then our other systems that we set up to, to thank donors for subsequent gifts, for their second gift, for their third gift, fourth gift, 50th gift. Right. There's systems in place to thank monthly donors. And then there's just a general flow of thanks and stewardship that are just always going out to our donors and then it's culture right it's always i, I did a podcast episode on this recently where we talked about your your thank you bread right like we we always have that we start conversations but whether it's a donor meeting or it's a it's a letter to a donor we start by saying thank you we say what we're going to say we end by saying thank you and and just in all of our communications, there's that flow of things. It's having the words thank you in our newsletters, right? It's thank you for your support. It's thanks for being with us. It's it's having phrases just embedded in all of our lingo all the time, like because of friends like you, thanks to the support of people like you, right? And and having that thank you and gratitude language embedded everywhere in newsletters and all communication, right? Like that's the culture that you're building. And when you do this and when you do it well, you raise more money. You do, right? And I always say, this is like my thing, right? If you do a really good job of thanking and stewarding your donors, right? Like if you say, Clark, I refuse, I, I am morally opposed to asking for money. <laughs> Now we could have a whole conversation about that, but if you just told me that you were going, going to refuse to ever ask someone for a gift, I would just say, okay, get really good at thinking you're thinking and stewarding your donors, because if you get really good at thinking and stewarding your donors, 
two things will happen. The first thing is you will retain more donors, right? That alone, of course, would be a victory. If you just got more, like, people who gave to you continue to give to you. You weren't constantly having to go out and acquire new donors. If you stop bleeding donors, if your retention rates go up, right? Do a really good job thinking and stewarding your donors. That's going to happen, right? And that alone would be a victory. But the second thing that will happen is donors will give marginally more, not exponentially, not yet, right? Right. But you will have marginal increases in support from existing donors, right? Because donors will feel outthinked, right? This is subconscious, but, but some donors will feel outthinked and they will just give marginally bigger gifts the next time around. So a hundred dollar donor will give $250 or $500 or a thousand dollar donor may give 2,500 or they just give more frequently. You notice that someone who used to give once a year now they're giving two or three or four times a year, right? It used to be every December. Now it's like they gave in December, but they gave again in March and they gave again in September, right? Like it's just more frequent. And, and so you have that combination, right? If you think about it, this combination of retaining more donors and then some donors giving marginally more and then some donors just giving more frequently, like this is huge. These are big gains. All right, but here's the thing. This is my challenge to you, right? Do we think our donors because we think that if we thank them, they'll give more? Okay, do we thank our donors because if we thank them, we'll give more? Is that our motivation? Or do we thank our donors because we are actually thankful all right I, I i want okay this is the goal i want my donors to feel loved right that's that's what i am trying to do with the thank you process i want my donors to feel loved we want our donors to feel safe and loved and cared for and then wowed systems help our donors feel safe and loved and cared for that's why I'm always saying that we can't make up, like we can't make up for the fact that we have terrible systems by doing a random big thing, right? Systems help our donors feel safe and loved and cared for. And then we do the random big thing. And that's when we're able to, to wow, right? But still, why do I want my donors to feel safe and loved and cared for? And then wow, like why? Why do I want my donors to feel loved? This is the big question. Why? Why? Why do I want my donors to feel loved? I want my I want my kids to feel loved. So here's the question. Why? Why do I want my kids to feel loved? Okay. I want my kids to feel loved, not so that when I'm old, they'll take care of. I'm not sitting here today going like, man, I need to make sure my kids like feel loved because I want to make sure they don't put me in a home someday. The reason I want my kids to feel loved is because I actually love them. I actually, like, seriously. I'm not making this up. I love my kids. I love them. 
And I want them to feel that love. I want, I want to make sure they know that I love them. So for you, can you say the reason I want my donors to feel that I love them is because I actually love them? Do you, okay, this is a, this is a very good goal. It would be a very good goal for you to say, I want my donors to feel loved. But what's the reason? What's the why? Can you say the reason I want my donors to feel loved is because I actually love them? Not, I want my donors to feel loved so they'll give us more money. I hope my donors know how much I love them because I actually love them. And then that, that is what. Show our donors how much we love them. All right. And you, and you can email me for my, I got this list of ways that you can think and steward your donors. But when you look at the list, like when you look at the list, you're going to, the idea behind the list is that the list is endless. Like I wrote a list of 57 ways, but it's endless. Just like the ways that I could show my kids how much I love them, it's endless. And I would say this, if you do not feel that love, if you don't feel that love, right, because your donors are giving their life to your cause. They have traded their life for money. They have spent their, they've spent their life accumulating money, right? Like literally they went to work, right? And they traded their life for money. We all do this, by the way. I'm not like saying that your donors traded their soul, right? Like we all, we, we like, we give our life and people give us money. And so when someone gives you money, right? Like they're, they're actually giving you little pieces of their life. They've spent their life making money. So fragments of their life are stored up in money. And now they are, they are giving that money, which is a fragment of their life. Right? They're giving that money to a cause, to your cause. They are giving their life to advance the values that, that you share. We don't buy things with money. Right? We buy things with fragments of our life. And when a donor gives you money, they are giving you a piece of their life. Their life right, is, is <clears throat> beautiful. Their life is now wrapped up in your life the mission that you share. And if that, if that doesn't make you feel grateful, I don't know. I don't know. If that doesn't make you feel great to, grateful, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Um, all right, simple thought today. Simple thought, but I hope you are challenged by it. I want my kids to feel loved. Not because I'm trying to make sure they don't put me in a home someday. I want my my kids to feel loved because I actually love them. I want my donors to feel loved, not because I hope they'll give us more money, but because I actually love them. 
All right. That's all I've got for you today. If I can help you in any way, any, anyway, if you want that list of ways to think and steward a donor uh, or anything else, reach out. All right. At, okay. As Martha, Martha, are you listening? As Martha can attest, all right, Martha is a new podcast listener who reached out. And guess what I did? I emailed her back. Actually, she reached out to me on LinkedIn. I messaged her back. We connected an email. And we got on Zoom together. It was really fun. All right. So if you're a listener and you've always thought about reaching out, reach out. The email is Clark at Major Gifts fundraiser.com that's clark at major gifts fundraiser.com of course you can find me on linkedin as well just like martha did all right that's it thanks so much for listening have a great day hey monica here i hope you've been enjoying the podcast and getting some great bits of information from each episode I want to take just a minute and talk with you about how you can work with Clark as your development coach, or as he likes to put it, your mountain guide. If you were going to trek into the mountains, you may hire a mountain guide. If it's a big mountain and you don't know the terrain and you don't have experience in those parts, you certainly should have a guide. So when it comes to nonprofit development and major gifts fundraising, Clark can be that guide. He has been in these mountains before. He has over 20 years of experience and has raised millions of dollars for all different types of organizations. He knows what to expect. He's seen a lot. He knows the terrain. And like a mountain guide, he can help you. He can't take the steps for you, but he can take them with you. He has a map. He has a plan. He knows the weather. He can be your guide. So if you're looking for a coach to help take you to new heights, we're here to help. We can put together a custom coaching package that works for you. For more information, reach out to me on email at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com.